Welcome to another episode of Everyday El Dorado. I'm your host, Deanna Bond, and I'm here to share my perspective on the fine art of living well every day in El Dorado. This week, the Board of Butler County Commissioners honored EMS paramedics Alan Van Steenberg and Justin J.D. Smith with the Spotlight Award. Let's call the meeting to order. Today is uh, January 29, 2019. Uh, for our invocation, we have Father John from St. John's Catholic Church here in El Dorado. Heavenly Father, we give thanks, O Lord, and ask your blessing upon our state of Kansas, as today we celebrate the 158th anniversary of our statehood. As citizens of this blessed country, we pledge allegiance to the Republic, that we may be one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. May these words not just be words spoken in a pledge, but actions lived in each of our lives. Bless the members of this county commission. Bless the staff members who work here. Bless all of the citizens of Butler County whom they serve. Grant, O Lord, the gift of wisdom and knowledge to these commissioners who have been elected by the people of our county. May the plans and decisions that they enact serve well the common good with a special recognition of serving the needs of our marginalized and impoverished sisters and brothers. O oh God, we know that divisions weaken unity and that in our stubbornness of heart we too often seek our own will rather than nurturing the humility necessary to follow your divine will. Grant us an increase in humility so that we may seek not to be served, but to serve. Father, we ask that you hear and answer this prayer according to your divine will, through Christ our Lord. Amen. First item is a spotlight award for Alan Van Steenberg and J.D. Smith. Um, Paul Stoskoff uh, presented this application to me and talk to me about a situation that occurred back in November. And I'm going to bring Paula up and let her uh, read her submission uh, to the board. And Paula wanted to make sure they were recognized because they went through a lot of effort to do some things above and beyond uh, to help the family out. And I want to read this from my heart, and I'm sure it will involve tears. Eyes were wonderful. Words cannot express how thankful our family is for County Administrator Will Johnson and the Butler County EMS staff. On Monday, November 12th, we learned that our dad was extremely ill and was transported from the Medicine Lodge Hospital to Central Kansas Medical Center in Andover. After many tests were ran to determine his illness, our dad chose on the morning of Friday, November 16th, that he just wanted to go back home, be in his own bed, and allow himself to go home to be with his Lord and Savior. The doctors told him that he would not survive the trip home and that it would be best to just stay in the hospital. They had told him that when his medications were removed, he would pass within an hour or two. Well, he was much stronger than the doctors had imagined, and by late afternoon, he asked us if he could just go ahead and go home. 
There were many things that needed to be in place to allow this to happen. The nurse started making phone calls to arrange hospice at home and to find who could transport him back to Medicine Lodge. We were advised that for this kind of transport, we would need to find a private company to provide such a service. We asked if they would please go ahead and check with Butler County EMS to see if they would be available. We're told that it was not customary for them to do such a transport and to please contact a private company. I decided to ask my husband, Scott Stoskoff, to personally make a phone call to Will Johnson and to ask him to please consider helping to make this possible for our dad. Through Will, Scott obtained the phone number for Chad Poor, EMS director. Scott shared our request with Chad and assured him that the family was fully aware that the transport might be private pay. Chad told Scott to just call them and let them know when to be in Andover and to pick him up. We were so thankful that they agreed to do it. We had to wait until Saturday morning for hospice to be in place, and at 10 o'clock Saturday morning, Alan and J.D. came to pick Dad was so glad to see them and so excited to be going home. They told us that one family member was also allowed to ride along. Because one of us girls were able to ride with them, we knew firsthand just how kind, gracious, respectful, and encouraging they were to our dad during the trip home. Upon arriving at his home, it required some extra effort to be able to get him into the house, through the house, and into his bed. And they told him that if that's where he wanted to be, they would do whatever it took to get him there. We will never forget the look and smile on Dad's face when he laid back in his bed and said, This feels so good. Alan and J.D. also treated the four of us girls very kindly in our situation. Because of their time and effort, we were able to have our dad at home with us on hospice for 26 hours before he very peacefully <coughs> passed away on Sunday, November 18th. Dad had one desire, to be at home in his bed with his four girls by his side. And Alan and J.D. played a huge role in making that happen. They told us they were just doing their job, but they truly made a difference that day for our dad. We are so thankful for the Butler County EMS and especially Alan and JD. We will forever be thankful for them and each individual from Butler County who played a part in allowing this to happen for our family. This week, I had the opportunity to visit with Lieutenant Kobe Spear and Firefighter Dustin Hatfield from the El Dorado Fire Department. They came to install smoke alarms in my home and visit with me about the American Red Cross initiative, Get a Smoke Alarm. Dustin Hatfield, Firefighter Dustin Hatfield. It, are, you, are you shy, Dustin? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not worthy of talking on this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hi, I'm Kobe Spear. I'm with the fire department here in El Dorado. We have partnered with the American Red Cross and they have started to do this smoke alarm initiative all across the nation. So they have provided us with free smoke detectors to give to the residents of El Dorado and the surrounding areas. So we go around and we campaign, hey, if you need a free smoke detector, come call us at the fire department, 322-4426. Email us, hit us up on Facebook. Um, we'll come by your house and we'll install 10-year lithium-ion smoke detectors. What's good about these is they the batteries last for 10 years, so no more checking twice a month or twice a year until you know they quit. So 
uh, these will be good for 10 years. I'm either, I decided I'm either brave or stupid to bring, you know, people into my <laughs> apartment here. So how long have you been in your apartment? Um, about two years, actually. Just, yeah, just over two years. And I know that, um, so my landlord, Zach Sundgren. Yeah. And I know that he uh, has the fire department come out and inspect um, at least a couple times a year. You know, I think twice a year they come and do an inspection and make sure we are, our fire alarms work. And I feel like that just maybe the last month or so, because that's where I got that second one there in the box. That's my first question. Is this kind of an old? It, it looks kind of old. We can take it down and look at the, they've had manufactured dates on them, so we can take a look at that. All right. Or how long do these older style, I mean, older styles? So they're pretty reliable up to 10 years. Okay. So this one was manufactured in 2008. So it's done. It's out of date. <laughs> it's out of date. Fantastic. So it's good that you're here to give me a new yeah. smoke alarm. So how is a smoke alarm different from a, I'm thinking of a carbon monoxide? Okay, so uh, smoke alarms, generally there's two types, photoelectric and ionization. Both of them basically do a little bit something different. So um, one detects uh, like um, electric particles from flame, basically flame particles that come out and they can sense that and then an alarm. The other one basically hits on smoke. So the um, ionization ones detect smoke particles, they shoot a beam of light smoke particles get in there and it senses that and then it'll alarm off. Okay, fantastic. Oh, so I'm sorry, carbon monoxide is mm -hmm. simply a, a gas monitor that uh, detects carbon monoxide. So um, it would go off in event of a fire because fires put off a lot of carbon monoxide and smoke, other byproducts, stuff like that. So um, if you have a carbon monoxide leak in your home due to your water heater or furnace, that's a gas appliance, uh, you can't see it or smell it. So it'll, it'll alarm if you have no smoke in your house, it'll still detect carbon monoxide, which is an invisible gas, so. So would you recommend that I have one of those in my apartment in addition Car to a smart smoke yeah, alarm? If you have, yeah, if you have gas appliances that have to vent their, you know, their exhaust outside, uh, yeah, definitely recommend you getting a carbon monoxide one. And they sell those at hardware stores in Walmart, so. Is it okay if I put it on the ceiling? So yeah. you have one here. Yeah. Um, the problem being is, is if it's here, the bank, uh, the smoke has to build up enough to actually bank down and actually hit it. So we like to stall them on the ceiling. So where the smoke would come up and travel over first, okay. it would hit it earlier and you'd have more time to get out. So I guess I should let you know, I have a bad habit of actually pulling the batteries out of there. Okay, you won't be able to with these, unfortunately. Okay, for you. <laughs> okay good. Good and bad, right? Good, no, that's good. I need, I honestly, I need a, smoke detector like that, that I can't pull the batteries out of. So that's one of the biggest things that we try to educate people too is um, a lot of people don't even know how old their smoke detectors are or whether even they, they have them. Um, we've hit we've hit approximately 25 houses so far this month uh, with this program. Uh, most of them have smoke detectors already installed, but they're over 10 years old, they're missing batteries. Um, I mean, some houses don't have any. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know until you asked whether you had smoke detectors or not. If you were to go out and buy your own smoke detectors and you don't have a whole lot of money, um, uh, exit pathways and see if you're, you have one bedroom installed in your bedroom. Um, if you have a basement, one in the basement, one upstairs. If you, you know, if you can get those. Uh, we like to go out and since Red Cross has given us these free smoke detectors, uh, kids' rooms are a big, big hit with us. We like to go to the 
get them installed in the kids' rooms. Um, also, um, in utility rooms where washers and dryers are, those catch fire, so we'd like to install in there. Uh, and definitely any kind of lower um, basement or cellar or anything like that, we'll try to get one up in there at least. So. Okay, so mine in here. Pretty. So here it is. There it is. Um, I think it's supposed to be up there, and I'm pretty sure that I took it down. In fact, I know that I took it down uh, when I was cooking something, and it was making and it, noise. And it started making noise in here, huh? Yeah. That's a pretty this new is, one. Well, I don't think it's that old, but I couldn't figure out how to make it work. I couldn't test it. It wasn't, I don't know. Okay. So, so I have this one, and is this the new kind you're talking about, or is this the old kind? Um, it's, it's just a different kind that you can use. Um, it's kind of like what you had in your living room. Would you recommend that being on the ceiling instead of up there? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely on the ceiling. Um, I'm surprised it was tripping your, while cooking. You remember what you were cooking? Like, did you smoke up your apartment? Doing? Well, I don't really cook much. Oh, okay. So the fact that it would go off, I mean, I don't know if it was just the battery was old and that's what... I'm sorry why that was making it works that's a good one or um or what but yeah i don't i don't cook often mm -hmm. um so honestly i don't know i mean honestly i don't remember but it's it's clear it's been here for a while it's been not we'll pull the battery out because the back of this is broken so we don't want to put anything up that's been broken so that'll chirp for just a tiny little bit but it'll it'll quit and there's a bad there's no battery in it it's still chirping yeah, it's just, um, there's a little bit of charge left over. Just so, so I guess after you um, put that up, we should wonder, uh, do you think my craft room is a fire hazard? No, no, not really. With I all mean, this paper product? Yeah, I mean, you have a lot, you have a high fire load. Um, oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. A high fire load? But it's, it's not necessarily unsafe. Okay. So I'm a paper crafter, which is why there's so many paper things. And this is why I want the fire smoke detector in this room. Mm -hmm. I don't want this room to go up in flames. Actually, I don't want any of it to go in Do flames. Do you use any, anything that would, okay, you got the laminator that gets hot. I got a laminator. It auto turns off after, I don't know, if I, I have forgotten it before, and it has shut itself off. Praises for those. Um, and I do use a hot glue gun over there. Sometimes, I again, I try to remember to turn that off. But see, I've got it in its own little metal bucket, so it doesn't try to be smart. Mm -hmm. That's good. Now I learned. It's a high fire load. Pass a fire load tester. How, how do you determine that? Um, so fire load is basically just uh, what, what, you have, what you have that can burn in your apartment that's not your apartment. Okay. And so... Um, like well, not the walls? Yeah. Okay. So we come in and we look, well, you're, I mean, your craft room's got a lot of stuff in it, but it's not, not over, you know, it's not overdone. People who have excessive storage, to put it. Okay. Where you have a hard time kind of walking through. Oh, that one didn't okay. make it in. Um, so like um, not not having safe pathways to like get out or something. Is yeah, that what you're thinking? I mean, some people, some, some people store in their houses all kinds of stuff. And um, that type of fire load is, is pretty dangerous and... We see a lot of majority of our fires um, in those, you know, conditions. So no judgment. If someone wants to have a lot of storage in their house, they need multiple smoke alarms. Um, you know, I don't know if I would uh, 
smoke alarms aren't going to help the possibility of a to reduce the risk of a fire. <laughs> um, it will help, the, you know, them escape if there is a fire. Okay. Um, if they have excessive storage in their home, I we would just you know keep it keep it tidy. Mm-hmm. That's all we really kind of request. So there it is. There's that one. Hey. Well, I think that's it. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. So that's it for me here on Everyday El Dorado, but keep an eye out and an ear open for your source of information on the fine art of living well every day in El Dorado. Have a great day. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Oh, El Dorado? Oh my goodness, isn't that clever? Are we gonna have a radio station? Yeah, we already have one. Yeah.